what does it feel like when you and your spouse are attuned and united? Can you feel that even in your body right now? Like picture that a moment where it's like, man, we are Mm. in this together. I feel safe. I feel connected. We are in this. We are on the same page. Mm -hmm. Feel that. You know, what does it feel like in your body? Mm. What are the images that go through your mind? You know, what are the memories and the perceptions that come up from being in that place? Mm-hmm. And hold that feeling. And let that be your map, kind of like to always like kind of bring you back home. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. All right, we're back again, and we are still in the garden. Yes, I know, we're supposed to be done, but... We just believe it's so important to make sure that we understand the genesis of marriage well, mm-hmm. because it is the foundation for how we really look at marriage from there on out in scripture. But also we want to look at it, not just for like the theological view, but what does it really mean for us as we live this out each and every day? Right. So in today's episode, we want to go back and look at Genesis chapter two, verses 23 through 25. And what we really want to talk about is this concept of oneness. And why do we want to talk about that? Because we believe like not only are couples just like, you know, we yes, couples do struggle and they come and they're looking for help, but we believe you're not only here for that, just to talk about all the hard things you're going through in marriage and family and dating or friendship. And we also believe you're here because you have a heart that you want to go about your relationships with others and with God in a more excellent way. And what it is, is you have a hunger and a desire to want to experience greater connection with people. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about this idea of oneness because we believe every marriage that we believe that that's why people get married. They want to experience connection and oneness. And it's not something that you just have day one. It's something like Nicola said before you are always growing in. So we're going to look at Genesis chapter two and 23 through 25. And I want to read that for you just to kind of give us a, a frame of reference. And this is after God has created, put Adam to sleep and created Eve. And then this is the first time that Adam speaks. And the man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his mother his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Let's unpack this real quick. And meaning like, so what we see for Adam notice that he points out, she is like me. We talked about Ezra Konegdo. That right. is this idea that yeah, she's of the same stuff. And Adam points that out. And he recognizes out of all of creation, this one is like me. And then the narrator of Genesis, Moses pins this and probably it's the words from Adam or, or not, not from Adam, but Moses is pinning these words. And he says this, he says, you know, for this reason, the man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. So it's this idea that out of this new union, these two people brought together, that there's this leaving. Right. And not just like, because of course, like even in, in, in Jewish tradition, they still stay connected to the family, but there is this very intentional recognizing 
there is a new bond, a new family that has been formed here. Yeah. Carving out. Uh, this is us. That's, you know, <laughs> there you go. Plug for this is us. Oh, I haven't right. watched it yet. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> been I know I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for a good time to jump in. But there is a sense of an intentionality for the couple, though. It's like I am intentionally leaving all others to be united with you. And then this, this process is this thing that we're asking God to come in and unite us together yeah, in a covenant bond. And we see that and it's not, and it's not just a covenant, like a contract, right? Cause cover, you know, but it's this idea that they will become one flesh. And that's what we want to focus on mainly today is this becoming of one flesh. And so, you know, there's many ways that people have looked at this idea of becoming one flesh and probably one of the most popular. And I think it is a valid one in a sense that's, they just typically talk about sexual union because the act of the sexual union is definitely a intimate picture of oneness of two people coming together and not just a physical act of coming together in a very vulnerable and intimate way, but then also offspring produced from that, right? That there is this new newness that comes from the marital bond. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Right. But we want to delve into that a little bit deeper because even in, in some of our clinical work and just in some of the research, we find that this idea of oneness is not just theoretical, but that God's pattern and desires for the world mm-hmm. are just hardwired into spiritually and even physically. Your body even releases like in the act of sexual union, oxytocin, what we call the hugging hormone mm-hmm. that makes you bond and, and come together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way dopamine you know the reward for and even oxytocin to make you like kind of like the afterglow right that makes you bond like the cuddling hormone right but you know i think it's just fascinating because it says i think about the sense of you know within like james says within this um god god size context it's Mm -hmm. like when that sex happens it creates the oh, wow, this is good. And Mm -hmm. in a sense of, I need to come back around to it. It's kind of like eating brownies, you know? You just want to get another piece of brownie and another piece of brownie. (laughs) But, you know. Nicole, just uh, (laughs) good good metaphor there, honey. Brownies and sex. There you go, people. You got it. The book is coming out. Nicole's going to call it. Sex and brownies. Sex and brownies. There you go. But also what we want to talk about is even this idea, this oneness is not just that, but there's even this idea of mirror neurons that when you make this covenant commitment you're living life with that person, there are these neurons in our brain that when we take in the emotional world of the other person into our own bodies. Right. So it's like over time of marriage, you begin to take in the emotional state of that other person. And when you're both functioning well, you can do that well, right? I can make space to take you and your experience into my physical body seeing what it means for me is that what you're saying a lot yeah it's like it's that deep sense of like empathy right for me to understand your sadness i have to feel your sadness in my body Mm, mm -hmm. like i way i'm able to label is like when i see it happening to you it's like my body finds it in its i find it in my own body right Mm -hmm. And that becomes a wired thing. Like, wow, my partner is feeling down. I'm feeling down. And for Nicole and I, there's been times like we might not explicitly talk about what's happening to each other, but we find ourselves going through some of the same spiritual and emotional battles. And definitely I know, like I recognize when I see Nicola going through something, it do, I do take it in. And my response where sometimes it's not always good is I see her feeling bad. I feel bad. I want to move to fix. 
because right. I want to stop. Not just, and it's not always like this altruistic type. What usually happens <laughs> is I want to stop the bad feeling I'm having in me. <laughs> right. I'll hurry up and fix her so I can but feel the better. The beauty, and I'm, I know I'm probably going down a rabbit trail, but the beauty of if I really want to do that with you and I really want to help you, it's not necessarily fixing it from a distance. The way I can fix it for you is joining you in it. Absolutely. And, th- and that's not necessarily drowning, but it's like, you know what? You're sad. Wow. I can feel that sadness too. Can we talk about that? What's going on in your life? What is it kind of like that kind of brought this up in you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. How can I be with you? How can I support you? How can I pray for you? How can I pray? Yes. I think it's just even knowing that you took the time and that what I'm going through matters to you. And you took the time to listen and not it, 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 not listen to f- just fix it, but sense of listen and um, you get me, you know, get what I'm what I'm feeling, understanding that alone is the is the ultimate sense of praying for me. Uh, reading articles from uh, Dennis Prophet and James Cone, what they wanted to figure out was like, even for people, when they look at a hill and what energy it's going to take, like how do people interpret a hill and what energy it'll take to kind of be able to go up, go up that hill, hill okay. right? When wives had like these relationships like that were based on like they had trust and interdependence and that they could count on each other to be there for them. That even when the wife was kind of faced with difficulty, her rating of that difficulty was decreased, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, it's like I have a social, re- I have a resource here that I can pull on that I'm not in this alone. Mm-hmm. Or even when, in one research they looked at was this idea of they, and once again, I'm sorry, wives, why are they doing this on wives, right? But I think it goes back to a little bit, there's in Genesis, right? Of a husband being emotionally available to his wife. But it's, um, where they had the wives in an fMRI machine and they would put them in. They would say, Hey, you're going to be in here. You're going to see a, a red dot flash and you're going to get a shock and it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And what they did is, so they would do that. They would give the wife a shock. Her brain would light up. The pain regions would light up. Then they would like show that they might show the the red X and then they wouldn't give a shock, but her brain would still respond because it, it, it does still put, propose there's still danger right mm-hmm. and so they tried to say well if we bring another person in a stranger like a nurse or something like that will that decrease her brain's response to the threat it did some hmm. but where they really found the difference was when they brought in a husband where there was high marital satisfaction that what happened is if he held her hand when that happened that the de- that the rating of pain the, wa- the the wife would even talk about the pain like it was decreased but then even the area that, that yeah the different areas of the brain mm-hmm. like that threat it was severe that it began to it decrease reduce. pervasively mm-hmm. like even when the the male nurse held her hand it decreased but what they found was there was more broad reaching kind of regulatory a regulatory effect when it was a relationship characterized by trust and interdependence Mm. and so even like what's happening you even see the physical body of of marital partners begin to take in like even though we might face difficulty if we're together it's not it's not it's no big thing it's no big deal it's not as big well i shouldn't say no but it's not as big of a deal right i have a resource i have a connection that helps bring calm and that, even in the adversity I face. Right. And that connection and resources, it's, it's available to me. That's right. It's available. If I reach for you, I think that, you know, if I reach for you, you'll be there. Right. And you will respond to right. me. That that's what, you know, and so that's the idea what we even see with this idea of oneness. It is like, it is like this sense of really into talking about is 
when we it's like unity. We are united. We have a covenant. I'm going to be here for you. No matter what comes, I'm going to keep my covenant. You can trust me. If you reach for me, I will respond and I will be there. Man, um, James, whew, that's good. You know, it's like, but what about, you know, mm-hmm. there are seasons where you had the resources. Yes. I'm reaching out. But like the the pain is still greater That's in right. me because maybe whatever is going on in mm-hmm. you, you weren't able to really show up um, mm-hmm. in a way that I that I needed it to in that season. And mm-hmm. so there are other things that's happened for me in that season. But it's just like that's fascinating. No, that's good. And so I won't even talk to that. Like, you know, it is I had the potential. Right. But even I was in an emotional place. Right. And so I guess the the beauty of that is, and it's not about perfection. You know, don't hear this. Like don't, because even what we'll say is like part of that being there is also like, even if we get off track, we can repair and we, we can, can find our way back. Right. But that's where the beauty and where for us in a more excellent way, it's not just a husband and wife. It's also our relationship with God because um, yeah. he is the one that will always be stable. He will never be depleted. He will never be over distressed, mm-hmm. depressed or whatever, or he can always be emotionally available. So even then with, if your partner is not able to completely come in that same mm-hmm. room with you and be exactly on board, it's like you still have a place of stability. Both of you need um, that. You both need it. And let me bring right. this into no way are we trying to say also God is not your out because I think what that that's means what for, I was uh, going to get. Yeah. What that means for me as a husband, though, is that if Nicole is reaching for me and and sometimes for, let me be just completely transparent, like Nicole will be in that place and maybe I have the potential to be there for her. But I'm emotionally distant from her. That's what I was because trying to I'm get to. already yeah. drained, and she's asking me for something, and I feel overwhelmed. I don't have it, and to I give end up right leaving now. her alone and kind of dropping her. Right. right. And so I would say, like, the corrective move to that is even in that place and that time. One thing when I look back is sometimes is. I'm involved in things I don't need to do because maybe I'm spending out of control. I'm worried about finances or whatever. So I'm just busy, busy, busy going. But also, too, is even when I'm in that place, say, God, you know what? I am struggling here to be here for Nicola, but could you help me? Boom. One, there's help me be there for her or two. Also, I think there is intercession of God. I care about her and I know you care about Nicola. She's your daughter. Right. I just want to pray right now and lift her up before you give her strength where she needs strength. And also God help me to be there with her in it. Right. Does that make sense? And I know it's not a full like, but there's times I've had to say like, God, I don't know. And I, but I do care. And I see she's going through something really hard and I don't know the answers to give. I Mm -hmm. can't fix it. I can't change it, God. But I know you love her and you care for her and that you can help bring this thing to her and help me to be right able to be there with her. right so like and i know this is done with the wives da, 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 da. same thing can flip flip the script same thing you know flip the roles let's say the spouse the husband can be going through that the wife not being able to come on board and show up it doesn't matter who but the fact is there's something to be going through there's a circumstances going on and that oneness you need to drive towards one another and i think our circumstances sometimes, ha- you know, some things have shifted over the years. But even in hardship now, like what I'm seeing is we handle that differently. Mm-hmm. We're more open and more prone to say, hey, this is where I'm at. I don't know about you. Where are you at? You know, and then we're able to say even to if we're praying together, talk it out together. Um, nothing is really shifted in your world or my world exactly. But the fact that it's kind of like. Um, um, I, I gave 
a good attentive ears or I held your hand about it or that offering that interceding prayer, then that alone just shifts it or gives you the strength to say, oh, wait a minute, that mountain is not as high as I thought it was. You know, I can scale that mountain or at least give a regroup to try and attack going over that mountain. So what are some other like little practical things? Cause I knew, you know, one thing is like the word of God. It's like, he talks about, um, Jesus talks about unity and he's praying for the believers to have unity. Now he's not talking directly about marriages, but when we're talking about that sense of unity or oneness togetherness, I see that in John 17, how Jesus is like, I and you and you and me and, uh, they and us. And, you know, and Jesus talked about abiding me and I abide in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and then in Matthew, it talks about, you know, that sense of um, loving the Lord God with your whole heart, mind, soul, body and strength. I probably inserted an extra right. one there right there. And the second to this is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Like mm-hmm. your closest neighbor is your spouse. Right. Yeah. And so I just find strength in those scriptures right there to say, how can I come on board and, and even being there for James. And I think sometimes we may not understand all the research findings in the MRI and neuro neuro, um, transmitters and all this stuff, but we can understand and hear what the word of God says. It's a beautiful thing. Why God is saying what he's saying. He's sovereign in all of this. He knows how he wired us together. So what does his word say about how can we connect and have unity with one another, not being rude towards each other or begrudging towards each other, but being patient and kind, all these things um, build in and strengthen our, our bond, slowing down and being patient with one another, praying together, reading the word together, together is in uh, Ephesians it talks about how the husband washes the wife you know submitting to one another you know um, these are things that's that's also going to factor in to you um, developing a sense of oneness and to get even more practical with some things it's go for a walk together (laughs) a jog eat an ice cream cone together you know what I mean it's like you're it's uh, these small daily shared experiences raise your children you know what I mean pour into your children go out into your community um together you know and so there's so many ways that we're in this together um um, with your friendships and, and fa- family, so many different ways that you can literally um, practically build up what you don't even have an idea that you're building up. Um, but it's for, for that oneness sake and that connection. And it's, it's sending these deep grooves within your brain, making pattern and habits of, of love and unity and oneness towards your spouse. And it's beautiful. I like that. So we're at that point where we give our excellent points, right? You can go ahead first. I mean, <laughs> so there is this place where, you know, we, we want to be in unity and connected. Like that's what we're wired for. Mm-hmm. And it can look in so many different ways. There, you know, it, but the whole point, I guess the takeaway for today is everything about you. If you follow uh, us on Facebook and and Instagram, you'll see, we put out like a, I don't know what they call them memes or whatever, but it's this <laughs> idea we were created in connection for, for connection, connection yeah. and it's like everything about you, especially once you get married and you make that covenant. I really believe that there's something that God is doing and does in that where it's like, and it probably even happens, before, but it's like your whole being wants to move towards connection. So 
So for me, the excellent point is I like what you just said a moment ago. Okay. Catch that pull towards unity and be aware of that. So remember, always hold that. If you can slow down and remember, what is that? Even if you can do it now, like what does it feel like when you and your spouse are attuned and united? Can you feel that even in your body right now? Like picture that a moment when it's like, man, we are mm. in this together. I feel safe. I feel connected. We are in this. We are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Feel that. You know, what does it feel like in your body? Mm. What are the images that go through your mind? You know, what are the memories and the perceptions that come up from being in that place? Mm-hmm. And hold that feeling. And let that be your map kind of like to always like kind of bring you back home. Mm. to that place. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Just being able to slow down and remembering to connect, you know? So I'll say, you know, for the excellent point, like how can you slow down, um, join in and pull into your spouse and, create that connection Mm. yeah that's good so that's the end of this one thank you so much and we really are done with the marriage in the garden series thank you so much thanks for for hanging in there (laughs) and i know we say it in the post roll but please you know go to social media facebook twitter and instagram follow us at a more excel way you can go to our website and more excellent way relationship.com please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating please leave a rate and share share this on Instagram share it on Twitter share it on Facebook if you want to kind of if you want to be a part of putting out some good positive content out there to help uh, minister to the couples around Mm you Share this. To Invite people to be a part. To, to, if you want to make a positive difference, mm-hmm. 90.9 KLRC. No, thank you for our, once again, our sponsors and partners on this podcast. We just love being able to be here for you. And thank you so much for being a part of the Morks and Way community where we seek to inspire and equip couples and families and everyone just to go about their relationship with God and each, and each other, other in, in a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. God bless you. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the more excellent way.